Can you hear me? Loud and clear, my man. Oh, great. Um, actually, painfully loudly. Uh, the volume was still up from our thing last night, and um, <laughs> it was very hard to hear last <laughs> evening, and now with my headphones in, that was borderline deafening. So <laughs> this thing's off, out of the gates, and into the... My ears are bleeding. Um, <laughs> anyway, how are you? Good, living the dream. Living the dream, man. Yeah, um, the only thing better than figuratively being trapped in your home is for it to rain so much that you don't (laughs) even want to take a short break outside (laughs) of your one-bedroom apartment. (laughs) I went running today, William, not to brag. Uh, and it was just after the rain had stopped, at least briefly, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good time to do it. I'm not sure if it's still raining or not, but if it isn't, get out there and walk and or run. Get running. No, I did, I did uh, of course, compulsively go on a very, very long walk, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a pretty miserable day, nonetheless. Uh, but that's not what we're here to discuss, is it, Simon? No. Are we going to do our intro? Welcome back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be an episode of Maybe Next Time Without It. Why don't you uh, Why don't you welcome our listeners? Okay, welcome back to another episode of Maybe <laughs> Next Time. <laughs> uh, you guys are missing out on a wonderful visual component to that. Um, Simon is obviously a great podcast host, but in the... Even better than that is a uh, uh, Skype showman, yes. um, and some of Thank his you. facial contortions are really not to be missed. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. Uh, I am your host, William Blueworth, my co-host, Simon McCormick. That obviously needs to be stated. Yes. We wouldn't want anyone to be listening and not be aware of our full four and surnames. Yeah, correct. Um, and our favorite salutations, of course, uh, which we won't get into again. Don't worry. Sure, sure. Uh, we have, as per usual, a packed agenda for this week, Simon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, we are going to talk Bradley Beal, obviously. It's not a Nets episode these days without a mention of this uh Potential future net. Uh-huh. We're gonna get. We're gonna do, do a deep dive into the athletics survey results. Nets survey results. That's really. Yes. That's really yes, the yes. core of this show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then we'll talk about other things like uh, heart attack grill. Maybe who knows? We'll see. Sure. Sure. Uh, don't tell my doctor. Yes, I won't. Uh, Especially since we're only <laughs> right. uh, pretending to eat there. Right. I think even your doctor would be fine with that. <laughs> right. Uh, Do you have a primary care physician, William? Not to pry, but yes, of course, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, it changes every time I use um, Zocdoc, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in principle, no. I have gone to one one woman for a number of years. And uh, I really like her. Uh, she's the one that got all the wax out of my ear that one time. Oh, okay. In Great. that truly humiliating fashion, I've, I've 
I don't remember, but okay. But, well, um, just know that my primary care physician and <laughs> two very young uh, and attractive interns also shared in my humiliation and shame one day at Leaf Medical Group. Um, we've been through some things, me and my my primary care physicians. I mean, thanks for bringing it up. Do you have a primary care physician? I don't I want do, to be Dr. selfish, Doctor Lewis. Right, right, right. And uh, you live in more or less constant fear of the guy, right? Uh, no, I, I just feel, yeah, I don't, I don't want him to think less of me, but I like him. Right. You just don't I want to disappoint Doctor. Dr. Lewis. Exactly. Exactly. Right. 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 Um, that's great. Great. I'm glad we've caught up on this. Uh, for a number of years, at one point, I put as my primary care physician. This was early Zocdoc days when I was just terrified of using a, you know, like calling a doctor. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just going anywhere. And I went to that place that was like clearly a heart doc, like a cardiologist. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite year stories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I went in for my, my general annual physical or whatever, and ended up taking a series of pretty invasive and high level heart exams, uh, that had no relation to like a 24 year old's, uh, overall general health. But I'm glad I cost the, um, peerless American healthcare system, a huge amount of excess dollars in terms of (laughs) wasted testing that year. Right. Um, all right. Well, Simon, before we delve into the net survey results, let's talk Stefan Bondi and his headline of the yeah. week. Nets have internally discussed ways to acquire Wizards star Bradley Beal, colon. And this is one of the, the heaviest, weightiest colons, I think, in New York Post or whatever <laughs> thing he writes for history. Daily News, yeah. Daily News. Source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna make sure right, to that, include that include that colon that. source is keeping people up at night, Simon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's further differentiated in the article itself as a league source. So, oh wow, that's uh, all you need to know. Who do you think his source was before we get into the salacious headline? Can I I actually do have a theory on that, William. Can I? I Can I uh, guess? Thanks, Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Kenny Atkinson. Yes, that is my theory. Yes. <laughs> I think Kenny is spilling and grilling to his old buddy Stefan. He's got he's got nothing to lose and nothing to hide. And one overwhelming axe to grind. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, yeah. I mean I mean I only know I only share that opinion because I know that because you introduced it to me. Mm. Um, in the article about Brad Stevens saying Kyrie was a lunatic or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. With like, in, <laughs> obviously from Kitty Atkinson. Yeah. That that yeah. has all colon sources on Stefan Bondi articles <laughs> henceforth for me will be Kitty Atkinson because of that one potential other time Kenny was the source. Yeah. Okay. So what? what what's up? Tell us. Tell us about Bradley. Why? Why oh. is why is this big news this week? Well, it's. I mean, you know, I think it's it it's interesting to me that they that there is a 
according to this colon source, on interest, interest enough to sort of game out scenarios where you might acquire Bradley Beal. Um, And I think that before we get into why I think we both feel like Bradley is maybe not the best third star to throw, uh, you know, limitless numbers of unprotected picks and whatever it would take to get him, assuming Washington would even want to trade him uh, and that he would be interested in playing for the Nets. Anyway, um, is that, I mean, it would certainly be interesting to have three quite good scorers on on the team. And and I, I, I think one reason why I do genuinely think it, it, it could prove to be it, it, it might be one of the best people to acquire um, as far as the third star is it kind of is a good hedge on Kyrie Irving because I think that let's just assume Kyrie Irving you know gets hurt again for many 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 games <laughs> um, let's just say let's just conservatively I, say. <laughs> I think that I think that you would still need Kevin Durant to be healthy for that team to be any good. Mm-hmm. But I think that Bradley Beal and um, a healthy Kevin Durant that's close to where he was before he got hurt is still a team that could do quite well in the regular season. And I would say could at least make some noise in the not very good Eastern Conference. No, totally agree. I I actually the NBA. Uh, Instagram posted a series of clutch uh, plays by Bradley Beal today <laughs> or yesterday in the last couple of days. And obviously with with this headline, uh, it's in forefront of my mind, but uh, he, I mean, it's highlight reel, so he looked good. But the interesting <laughs> thing about it to me was that Oftentimes, the clutch, clutch plays were drawn up for John Wall, but because he got doubled or triple teamed, ended up having to give the ball over to Bradley Beal, who was clutch when he caught it, but he was off ball. So I think in that complimentary role, uh, he seemed to be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And as someone who, and I think you are the same, has not spent a massive amount of time watching Washington Wizards basketball yes. um, over the last couple of years, uh, I don't have a huge amount of personal knowledge of Bradley Beal's game outside of like what I hear people discuss on podcasts, basically. Yeah, um, me, me, and, me a, and occasional Instagram highlight reels that are titillating for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, still not a, exactly my ideal star to go after, but, uh, I mean, because he's so, so expensive, we'd only guaranteed have him for one year. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And because he is a historically terrible defensive player. Uh, I, I heard on Nate Duncan and, and John Hollinger's podcast, Mm -hmm. um, John Hollinger was just really ripping into Bradley Beal in the most recent one, um, in terms of like not even including him in as an all-star or a all NBA guy this year because of how historically bad his defense was like his defense apparently was worse than, um, Trey Young's who is 
uh, Oof, uh, constantly I've derided. seen Trey Young's defense. <laughs> yes. I have, even I have noticed Trey Young's defense. Right. Um, top 15 offensive player, though, last uh-huh. season, but uh, horrible on the defensive end, which this team already is going to be uh, with or without a, a <laughs> in, injured Kyrie Irving. Yes. Um, all right. Let's move on to the Athletics Nets survey, shall we? Oh, yeah. All right. So this is 14 questions that were asked of Nets fans or anyone, I guess, that subscribes to The Athletic. Uh, and they are trying to get a pulse on where Nets Nation is at in terms of the current and future Nets. Yeah. Uh, so I thought we could just go through all 14 questions Um <clears throat> Say what the questions are, give our responses, talk about what the ultimate uh, survey results were. Yes. And see if any of them provide for uh, meaty conversational uh, jumping off points. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> um,. It's weird talking to you and not having a shot of beer every minute, isn't it? <laughs> it's honestly it's a relief. It's for a me, it's buddy. a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I've got a, a overly hot tea next to me, and uh, I am overly hot body right now. Yeah, as, yeah. A, as part as a result of how we normally spend our Zoom time together. Right. I mean, I went on that walk, and by the time I got back, my the entire back of my shirt was was drenched. So <laughs> again, I'm actually going to open my window now that you mention it. Wow, this is, uh, for people who are not aware, Simon is a guy who runs pretty cold, so this is an almost unprecedented event over there. (laughs) The the beer shots have radically altered my body chemistry. First, first question, Simon. Uh, Are you optimistic about the Nets' future? Uh, No. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. ahead. So 78%. Of respondents answered in the affirmative. They are mm. optimistic about the Nets' future. Simon, are you optimistic? Are you not optimistic? And what would you define optimistic as meaning? Yes. So I put I am unsure. Um, and to me, I think optimistic is like somebody who says, you know what? With all the uncertainty surrounding this team, and there is quite a lot of it, uh, I am relatively sure this team is going to be really good. That, to me, is an optimistic. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I think it would be too much to have the criteria be, uh, I'm confident that they'll win a championship, Yeah. but I think it is reasonable to say, I think this team, like, to be qualify as optimistic, I think this team has a realistic... Chance, meaning a better than, say, 50% chance that they're going to be a top four team in the East for the next couple seasons. And yeah. I don't think that I am at the point where I would comp- would say that I think for sure they're going to be a a top four team in the East. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I could, I, I could see, you know, I think that, I think the Bucks are definitely going to continue to probably be more dominant, mm-hmm. um, unless Giannis leaves in a couple of years. I think the Sixers, barring them completely blowing it up, 
will continue to probably be a better team. I think Miami is well positioned to continue to be really good. I think Indiana and Toronto both pretty competitive. So I don't see any of those five teams as like certainties that we're going to be better than them. Yeah, I agree. And that to me would would sort of disqualify us as as optimistic. Yeah. What did you say? Did you say pessimistic? Um I'm not sure what my result what what I actually answered on that. But yeah, I would be I I certainly didn't say optimistic. Yeah, well, yeah. Th- that's a shocker. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I could have probably, I probably would have said uh, unsure, uh-huh, uh-huh. just because there are, you know, I ha- we have to see KD and Kyrie, Kyrie's injury history is extremely ominous, but it does not condemn him to necessarily being an unhealthy guy for the rest of his career. Um, <laughs> next question: Should Jock Vaughn be the coach? said no, so there wasn't a majority on this. 46% said no, 44% said too soon to say, and 10% said yes. I will answer for myself right out out of the gates. Uh, I'm not in the 10% that say yes on that. (laughs) Me neither. Generously, I guess I could could sympathize with the too soon to say. I mean, that's factually true. Like, (laughs) it is, we don't have any idea. Um, It would be taking a a pretty big gamble to, to confidently move into the into the yes camp right i i love what i've seen out of him in two games (laughs) right unbelievable work out there in the two regular season games yeah so where were you on this one no yeah i'm just full stop you don't even want to bother with the chance no, I don't. And every time there's at least a line in any story that says, oh, they're also considering interim coach Jacques Vaughn, like, just g- give me a damn break. Like, Kenny Atkinson is a better coach than Jacques Vaughn, right? I mean, he was terrible with Orlando. Uh, and, I mean, Orlando has always been terrible, so it's n- nothing personal, perhaps. But, mm-hmm. like, he had a head coaching job. He wasn't good at it. Uh, the idea that that Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving didn't respect Kenny Atkinson but would respect uh, the Orlando Magic's former head coach, Jacques Vaughn, is to me n- unlikely. And I, I don't know. I, again, maybe the, <laughs> I, I just feel like we can do better. No, absolutely. We did do better. <laughs> right. We had we've had probably a better coach. Like I don't yeah. think this this is our Nick Nurse, a guy who you don't know about but is going to emerge as one of the savviest, greatest basketball minds on the on the map. Yeah. Uh and and again, could be wrong. The safe answer, you know, would probably be too soon to say. <laughs> yeah, but those cowards. But I also we need to live as I as I keep hammering on. We need to live in the moment. This is our window. We don't want we don't want the chance to see whether or not Jacques right. Vaughn is. We need someone who has a track record of being a competent to good ba- NBA basketball coach. Agreed. Um, all right. Next question: Should the Nets have fired Kenny Atkinson? Mm. So I had an issue with this question. Okay. And I think, like, it's a different question 
there are two two questions here, basically, in my mind. Like, should the Nets have fired Kenny Atkinson in the big picture? And should the Nets have fired Kenny Atkinson at the time that they did? Yeah, yeah. So I would say my answer to should they have fired Kenny Atkinson is a hesitant yes. Oh, interesting. Um, I do think... I do think that he had a lot of shortcomings, which we talked uh-huh. about, uh-huh. and I don't think that he is necessarily the right coach to guide this team to the heights that they um, aspire to. Necessarily, yeah. but yeah. I do yeah. think that I do think the timing of it was what was so shocking and so so scandalous. Like I, I feel like he should have had an opportunity to finish out the season. Yeah, I I agree, and 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 I would also go further and say I think that he should have had a chance to coach Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. Sure, I mean they came to this team with him as the head coach. Um, something about that, you know, it's it. I don't like that. that yes, that he never had the opportunity to even give that a a chance. It has all sorts of uh, you know baleful signs for. <laughs> <laughs> who has control of the organization right now. And, and we've been over all that before, but yeah, I, I, uh, 68.5% of respondents said no on that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one, um, on which we probably come close to siding with the prevailing sentiment. Yes. Uh, so the next coach, uh, number of options that they provided, uh, all the same names that we've talked about over and over. If you are listening um, to this podcast, you know who those names are. We don't need to go through them. Uh, an overwhelming leader came out. So no one got a majority. So no one got over 50% of their responses. But someone did get 47%, which is 37% higher than anyone else got. And mm-hmm. that was your guy, Simon. Uh, former Laker point guard. Ty Lu. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I, I do think he's the fan favorite. I, I understand this is a segment of Nets fans, but I've I've seen other indicate like the glue guys also think that. Steve Lichtenstein thinks that. Um I think it's these sorts of anecdotal pieces of evidence indicate he's a fan favorite. Uh, Mark Jackson and Jason Kidd coming in at two and three with ten percent <laughs> each, which to which I wrote in my notes, puke. <laughs> I think that's about all that needs to be said on the subject of Mark Jackson and Jason Kidd. The Jason Kidd thing is preposterous. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think both are both are equally puke, maybe a little bit more puke, actually, for Mark Jackson, but basically both hardcore puke. I do think that uh, I was surprised a little bit that Mike D'Antoni didn't do better in this list because he's uh, definitely my solid second pick. He's my my number one, especially when names like Bradley Beal begin floating around. <laughs> right. yeah. um, if you want a coach for a Bradley Beal, KD, Kyrie offense, then you want Mike D'Antoni, I feel like. I- I completely agree, uh, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be peepy hearted if Ty Lue got in. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Uh, all right, expectations for next season, Simon. Forty three percent of respondents said that they will make the Eastern 
Uh, oh no, forty three percent said they're going to win the Eastern Conference Finals. No, they're going to make it. Okay, so forty three percent said they're going to make it. Twenty two percent said it's too soon to tell. Nineteen percent said they're going to go to the NBA Finals, and fourteen percent said they're going to win it all. Uh, where do you fall on that? And we can break it down even further into make the playoffs, first round of playoffs, second round of right. playoffs. Where where are you? I would say that a successful season, that's the question, right? What would a successful season look like? Uh, the, the question is, what are your expectations? Oh, so what it's, are my expectations? It's beyond, okay, it's beyond it. what a success would be. But we can talk about both Fine. of those, like what, what you think would be what your expectation is and what you think a success would be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I, I think that they will get into the second round and I think there is a strong chance. Call me Mr. Optimistic, but I think there's a strong chance we could make it to the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. I don't, I certainly don't think that's uh, beyond the realm of possibility. I think Barring, I think a first, I think a first round out next year would be a real indictment on the way that the 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 direction the team is going. I agree. I mean, I don't. I, not making the playoffs is almost unthinkable. Right. I mean, we made the. I mean, good God. Right. <laughs> it is you. I mean, uh, yes, it, I mean, we're a lock to make the playoffs this year. Right. Right. Basically. A virtual lock. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess we're sort of in agreement with the majority here. 14% say they're going to win it all. That is, that is, uh, boldly optimistic, but. Yeah, but I'm surprised it's not more because if you look at like the Nets fans, the Nets daily retweets, you'd think ever it was like 98 percent. Yes, we're going to be a championship team. Right. Well, maybe the uh, athletic subscribers are a little yeah. more <laughs> discerning. They're the thinking man's Nets fans. Right. They're the ginger ale of Nets fans. What <laughs> <laughs> um, would that make Nets daily? Like the the Mr. Pib or Mountain Dew or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Mountain Dew or um, Sherwine. What was the Southern soda? <laughs> Cherry wine, Cher- wine. Uh, Cher- Cherwine, Cherwine. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's on tap at Bojangles. Yeah, and everywhere that we went in South Carolina and nowhere else I've ever been. But yes. <laughs> oh God! All right, so Simon. Because you and I are known forecasters, particularly with regard to Kevin Durant. Yes. Uh, how will Kevin Durant look in his return? Mm. 57% of people said he'll be just shy mm-hmm. of where he was um, last time we saw him playing basketball, which was essentially top three in the league, if not better than that. Yeah. Uh, 38 said exactly the same. Mm. Where do you think he's going to be? Well, this William is where I am perhaps most uh, optimistic. And again, it's based on nothing. But um, I'm going to say that I agree with the plurality of fans 
or maybe the plurality. I, I, I'm, I've already forgotten the percentages you said. Anyway, I think he's going to be just shy. Just shy. That was the majority for sure. Okay. Um, and what does a just shy look like to you? Um, it is a potent offensive scorer who can score at all three levels um, and who is the best, by far the best option for, for the Nets and one of the best offensive weapons in the league, I would say top, I don't know, three or four, yeah. three or four offensive weapons, but is like pretty much a liability on defense is, is, is like kind of like a Kyrie on defense. All right. Maybe a little bit better. I, I gotta say I, they had a, uh, Kevin Durant highlight thing on Instagram the other day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was all these uh, crossover moves that he did, mm-hmm. um, and that made me a little nervous. Now, that obviously, they were just highlighting one move, which probably will be diminished a little bit mm-hmm. um, in his new form, so it's not like... They were like, here is the complete game of Kevin Durant, and every move he had was a crossover. But in the (laughs) five videos I watched, he had five very nasty crossovers, after which uh, I said to myself, oh, God, he's never going to be able to do that again. (laughs) He's totally dependent on that. Uh, But again, that's just what they were serving up. So it's not really um, uh, at all a representative sample of his game. But... Uh, you know, if you want to get sad about something, think about that. <laughs> sadness That's is something. Sadness is something we're all in desperate need of during <laughs> these. That's right. Alienated, isolated times. Um, do you think the Nets should trade either? And I thought it was interesting that they named two people: either Karis or Spencer. Mm-hmm. To which Nets fans, 60%, an overwhelming majority, 60%, that's roughly, you know, 13% more than uh, the population of U.S. citizens who will vote in the upcoming presidential election. Um, <laughs> 60%. Stein. <laughs> Come on, Jill. This is your year. You gotta give it to her. You gotta give it to her. Her ground game that, is on fire right now. That Russian plant, a uh, who is just so, so good at manipulating people into just, just that hearty less than one percent of the vote that the Kremlin. Sorry. Anyway, this is a massive divergence. But yeah, yes, yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right. So sixty percent of Nets fans <laughs> think that the Nets should not trade either. Karis or Spencer. We're not talking about trading them both. They don't think either one of them should be traded. Simon, I can only speak for myself, would never presume to speak for you, but (laughs) what the fuck? Neither of them can be traded? They're untouchable? Give me a break. Well, that's weird, right? Because, Because then you go lower in this and like um... I don't know. Quite a few, quite a few people want to trade other people, so it's not like they're like in love with this team, right? No, I, I know. I, I mean, as you said last time when you were talking about the 
uh, Wizards guy, or sorry, no, the Thunder guy who had been on and basically said that the Nets really didn't have very many attractive assets other than um, draft assets. Right. That other teams would be interested in. I feel <laughs> yeah. like if teams are into Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie in a meaningful way, uh, meaning giving us stars that have a proven record of being better than them, if we throw in them and future <laughs> and draft picks, you know, then we got to be all about that. Yeah. Um, I see no real need to keep either of them. I know that, uh, I mean, I think, Fans are somewhat frustrated with Spencer after his latest. Oh yeah, um, GoFundMe, <laughs> which is Ooh, yeah, no, that is again just based on the the uh, sure wine of of uh, of <laughs> Nets fans. I can tell you there is some not positive sentiment about that guy right now. Can you give us any examples? I haven't dipped my toes into the the sticky sweet mess that is sure wine <laughs> lately. Well, they're just like they're like they they they're like, you know, I I I wish I could. Honestly, I'm trying to think of something, but it's it's basically like pe- people so like for example, Nets net income will tweet people like um, kind of calling out Spencer Dinwiddie. So, like, somebody posted a meme of it was like, hey, this is Sean Marks calling you into his office, and it's like somebody who's like upset or something. I, I, I don't know. This is a terrible example. But anyway, it's like in, in a world where, like, if you're a current net player, net income will, like, you know, bend over backwards like mm-hmm. he's a you know he's, he's like a hardcore like torian prince can turn it around guy for example <laughs> you could never hear him say a bad thing about uh deandre jordan but he is willing to you know at least sort of passive aggressively go after spence right 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 which is a, a pretty dramatic about face from even like two weeks ago right yeah yeah i, I, I yeah um, okay, well, if they trade, if they do trade one of these two, which would uh, readers prefer that they trade? 63% said Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. Again, this was before he very publicly uh, said he would go to literally any team uh, <laughs> if they wanted him. I imagine you're on the same. Uh, yes. You feel the same so- on this? I do, but I'm a little surprised that it's that um, uh, uneven because you and I have had many conversations on this podcast where you can make a very strong case, I think, that Karis LeVert, if, 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 you know, gun to your head, you can only trade one of them and you have to trade one of them, like that Spencer is the best one. He's much better with Kyrie Irving, for example. Um, so it's not clear at all to me who would be better on this team. Yeah, I mean, I think that Spencer's durability has to be right. uh, taken into account. We have a very high probability that our point guard is going to be out for large swaths of next season. <laughs> and currently, if Dinwiddie's gone, we have Chosa or Musa maybe coming in in that role. Um, yeah, Pinson, come on. Pinson is not going to be on this team next season. Well, let's okay. let's give up the lie, okay? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how little money we have. Theo Pinson is not a part of the Nets next season. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope not. Right, we all do. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I would say I did find that a little odd. Who do you think in the league as a whole has more value as a trade as a trade asset currently? Spencer. Um, because people, because he is on a good value contract. It is just one more year, but for a team like a Lakers or a team that like one year is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he is attractive. Um, okay. Do you, and I want to also mention to our listeners, Simon, you mentioned the name Torian Prince and I forgot to, to include this at the beginning. Yeah. We're going to go deep into an amnesty discussion. And if that doesn't uh, titillate you listeners, I don't know what will. An amnesty <laughs> debate about who the Nets should get rid of, DeAndre Jordan or Torian Prince. That will come, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes from now. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mow your lawn. Mow put your the lawn. kids to bed. Read a, read a story for your kids. Right. And uh, come on back and we'll be talking Crap. amnesty. Come come on back. Crack open a cool, cold, delicious Bud Light Lime <laughs> and sit down for a talk about Torian and DeAndre Jordan, two of the most frustrating contracts in the NBA. <laughs> All right, Simon. Yes. Is Kyrie the right second star to KD? Hmm. To which nearly 70% of respondents answered in the affirmative. Mm -hmm. Kyrie is the right second star to KD. Do you agree? Um, I, I wish that there was a third option, like a not sure too soon to tell Kyrie has played 20 games. Kevin Durant has played no games. Very hard to know. But, uh, given these two options, I would still say no <laughs> because because I would rather have a two-way player as um, Kevin Durant's uh, number two, the, the number two option on this team. Right. So, I mean, he has had success. Uh, no, no. Uh, so he's had success around Russell Westbrook and James Harden and a bunch of really good defenders in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. And then by Steph Curry, but also Clay Thompson and Draymond Green were incredible at defense. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> defense will come into play. Uh, I yeah, and, and I think the problem is with so much of uh, you know what we're when you try to think about what the Nets are going to become. Kyrie Irving's injury record is such an unknown like it's such a wild card it's very difficult to say i mean if he's healthy for 80 percent of the season and 100 percent of the playoffs sure i think he'd be a great you know he's a great number two on a team mm -hmm. uh but there's no historical record to give anyone confidence <laughs> that that is going to be the case yeah, yeah. none all right <laughs> Interestingly, it brings us to our next good segue for our next question. Mm -hmm. Kyrie played 20 games this season. How many will he play next? 44% of respondents said 60 to 70 games. Mm -hmm. uh, 
41% said 50 to 60 games. Mm-hmm. Where, what range are you in realistically? Yeah. Right now. I'm in a 50 to 60 range, which again would be triple what he played last year. So it's pretty optimistic, even though that is, it's pretty um, damning to be like, well, I'm optimistic that he misses 22 games. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I, I, these are difficult. I mean, obviously, we, we don't have an answer. Right. <laughs> it is an unknowable thing. And it's also sort of just, I feel kind of gross and cynical speculating <laughs> about it, um, especially just because of how how uh, ignorant we are of the human body and the way that... <laughs> High-level professional athletics impacts the human body, but yep. uh, you know, why not? I think he's going to play uh, over seventy games next year. Yeah, okay. A return okay. to form. This time off will have helped him heal. Playing alongside his buddy will heal him emotionally and psychologically. And <laughs> when his mind and body are both in in a good place, Simon, I think that that is going to result in a renaissance for both his career and his reputation. Primo, primo, baby. What kind of player... This is getting real uh, down the road. What t- yeah, What kind no of player... Kidding. Will Nick Claxton become? <laughs> yeah. So forty-five uh, percent say he's going to become a rotation player. Twenty-seven percent uh-huh. say a starter, and twenty percent say a very good starter. Where are you on that spectrum? I'm a starter guy. A starter. You're part of the twenty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could definitely see him being a starter. I honestly could see him becoming a very good starter. Wow. Okay. But I have irrationally high hopes for him. There's no real evidence. Like, you know, a couple spurts of, of very exciting, promising play. But he didn't get a lot of play. He's not going to get a lot of play as long as the uh, DeAndre Jordan albatross is hanging around our necks. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> cutting into minutes that could potentially go to developing this actually exciting center uh, mm. But I I have hopes for him. And again, they're groundless. Next question. <laughs> if the season starts back up, do you want KD and Kyrie to return? And on this, people finally agree with me, Simon. Forty-five <laughs> percent say no. They want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. Thirty-eight percent said yes, and fifteen said they don't know. Uh, f- they don't know. So they are, Simon, the elusive undecided voters out there. Yes. Um, yeah, 45% of us want to continue living in fantasy land. Yes, and that's, exactly. And it's a fun place to be, right? Don't take it away. Kyrie's going to be healthy, and KD's going to be just as good as he's always been. Yeah. And their personalities don't <laughs> begin to get on one another's nerves. <laughs> teammates or their teammates or their coaches or their owners <laughs> or every media person that has to cover them yeah <laughs> okay so let's talk 
Amnesty, and then we're going to go take a visit to the Heart Attack Grill, okay? What about the best Nets player ever, William? Oh, did I leave that off? Yes, that's the last one. Oh, who did people say? Um, it was very, very close between Jason Kidd and Julius Irving. 46.6% said Julius Irving, and 45% said Jason Kidd. I answered Julius Irving. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Having never seen Julius Irving, I guess I don't really know. And I love Jason Kidd because he was his son for several years. But um, and he was awesome with the Nets. I remember watching that um, that team a lot. Uh, But just knowing that, like, so I remember years ago, I read a Michael, one of Michael Jordan's books. I think maybe the only one that Michael Jordan, quote unquote, wrote. Uh Um, And. He talks about like, oh, I am basically says like, I'm the greatest player. I took over the mantle from Julius Irving. Right. So like for him to say that to me indicates Julius Irving is probably better than Jason Kidd because I don't think Michael Jordan is like, and now Jason Kidd has the mantle. Right. Well, I mean, I think if you're talking about like player who had the highest highs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. then it's definitely Julius Erling. I mean, he was an NBA MVP at one point. He was a two-time, I think, or three-time ABA MVP when the a- right. at that a time when the ABA was very comparable to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just incredible. Um, so yeah, I think overall he was definitely the better player. Uh, but he was also not a part of the Nets when they became an NBA team. Right. That's a good punto. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, Jason Kidd is maybe better. Um, okay. So we are because the, the reason we're going to go to the Heart Attack Grill later in the episode is because we just got a diagnostic survey of where Nets Nation is at. So Mm -hmm. the diagnosis is related to a heart attack, which is related to a grill in Las Vegas, obviously. Okay. Right? That was the logic or that's your logic. I I had no I mean (laughs) this is your I mean it's a it's a it's a great restaurant. I Um, don't see any logic here, Mr. Kurtz. Uh, okay. Don't let's not okay, let's move on. Uh, amnesty, Simon, amnesty. So let me explain briefly what I know of the amnesty, and I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it was something I heard discussed and found interesting. Yes. While you do that, William, I'm just going to, um, grab up a computer plug. Um, but I I will be back. Okay. I'm not abandoning you. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. No problem. So the amnesty was brought up on the latest Brian Windhurst episode uh, podcast. And basically the idea is that one of the things NBA, the NBA is considering doing in order to deal with some of the salary cap issues that will emerge uh, (laughs) with revenue dropping as significantly as it will due to all sorts of circumstances, but largely because of COVID. Um, In order to help teams deal with the salary cap situation, what they are contemplating doing is offering each team the right to amnesty one contract, which would mean that they could pick any contract on their books 
and say and quote unquote amnesty it, which would mean that they would have to give one more year's salary to that player. So whatever the next year's salary, but then they would be, it wouldn't count against their cap for that season, and then they wouldn't have to pay that player again. So then that player could go get another contract with another team for however much money. Um, and you can think about it with like massive onerous contracts like John Walls or Blake Griffins that teams would probably be excited to get off of so that they're not spending $50 million a season on players who are well past their prime and uh, in, a, in a sort of environment where the salary cap is greatly reduced. Yeah. So... We wanted to think about who the Nets, if this amnesty came to pass, which, again, likely will, but maybe it will, uh, who the Nets would like to amnesty. And I think the two obvious targets are DeAndre Jordan and Torian Prince. Mm-hmm. So Simon is going to argue for DeAndre Jordan. No, for Torian Prince getting amnestied, right? Yes. And I'm going to do it for DeAndre Jordan. Great. Uh, do you want to start? Sure. So my pitch is basically twofold. One, though Torian Prince overall makes less money than um, uh, DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan is under contract for three more big years uh, at $10 million a season for $30 million total. Torian Prince is uh, under contract for two years at about $26 million. Um, my pitch on the numbers side of these things is that though that is um, a little bit less uh, overall money and fewer years, in the two years that are the most important, the two years that we have with both Kyrie and Kevin Durant definitely under contract, um, he is actually making more than um, DeAndre Jordan and thus limiting our flexibility um, a little bit more um, during those two years when, when we're really going to need to be maximizing, you know, e- e- everything, all of our resources, all of our, uh, you know, whatever machinations, etc. Right. Go ahead. No, I, I, uh, I know this is going to undermine my argument, but I couldn't agree with that more. We need the, the 15 million this year and the 14 million next year, way more than we need the 10 million over the three years. You know, you can just do more if you have, if you have that space. Yeah, and and then my second my basketball argument is that while certainly I don't think either one of us I know neither one of us is a big fan of DeAndre Jordan's b-ball game. Um, it is bad. I will just make the argument here that you're at least in a given game you're very likely to get a lot of rebounds you're going to get a bit of sort of um like deterrent paint deterrent um a little bit of that some size in there like those are just like pretty much guaranteed um whereas Torian Prince has a lot of Alan Crabb in him in that there are plenty of games like where he goes 1 for 10 or whatever and you're like this guy is not doing 
anything for this team right now. Like he's not helping on defense. He's not getting a particularly large number of rebounds. He's just shooting a terrible percentage. So that's my argument. Right. No, that's a rock solid argument, Simon. And what I'm going to do to counter it is to go to the advanced numbers. So I looked at a few different advanced metrics and um, I am going to use those advanced metrics to dig my own uh, rhetorical grave here. <laughs> <laughs> so, DeAndre Jordan's RPM. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the first one we're going to look at for both of these two guys. DeAndre Jordan versus Torian Prince. Both have pretty miserable RPMs, real plus minus. Uh, generally regarded as maybe the, the, the best metric that or PER, those are the ones that people go to to for overall quality of a player. DeAndre Jordan clocks in at 221st in the NBA. <laughs> uh, pretty hard to do. Uh, big men, especially big men that get lots of minutes, tend to fare pretty well in these sorts of sorts of things because they're generally good at defense. Uh, he fared miserably. Torian Prince, however fared even worse, coming in 382nd in the league. Um, Which, Simon, just to put it in Nets context for you, (laughs) Torian Prince has a worse real real plus minus. My uh, old Wabbit uh, (laughs) speech impediment is coming back here. Torian Prince's real plus minus is worse than the following Nets players. Theo Pinson, Jeanin Musa, and a guy named Jeremiah Martin, who I don't even remember seeing play <laughs> on the Nets, but in whatever time he did play, managed to rack up a better real plus minus than Torian Prince. <laughs> so I think it's uh, Theo Pinson, as I've stated on this episode, is not going to be on the Nets or any NBA team next season. John and Musa shouldn't be, but likely will just because he's a bit younger and was a first round pick. And God knows who Jeremiah Martin is. But anyway, these <laughs> absolute dregs of the NBA are all, all rank higher than Torian Prince. And that is the theme you're going to see in these other advanced stats, Simon. We're going to move on to PER. DeAndre Jordan's 48th. So pretty good. Wow, 48th in PER. Torian Prince is 310th out of 354. Absolute Oof. fucking garbage. This guy is miserable. <laughs> and the PIE, Simon, one that you like, De- DeAndre Jordan actually has the best PIE on the team with 16.8. Yeah, yeah. And Torian Prince, of course, is 11th on the Nets with a 7.4. Simon, I, you know I hate DeAndre Jordan, and I looked uh, under every rock to find a reason and why he should <laughs> he should be the one amnestied over Torian Prince, but I can't find a one that I I can in good conscience present here as a reason why Torian isn't the worst guy to have on the team. Wow, William, this is incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad to have you on Team Dump Prince. By the way, you You're, yes, I'm a late a late convert, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, sometimes those are the most passionate proselytizers, those who are kind of late to the game. Sort of like a a post-alcoholism Christianity is a really fervent one. I was just going to say that, yes, absolutely. Uh, All right. So do you hope that the NBA does introduce this amnesty thing? 
Yes. <laughs> My God, yes. I mean, again, don't tell any of our, our socialist pals that um, because it's <laughs> horrible for right. the player. Although, I mean, un- un- under some constructions of it, you could just say the player gets paid, right? You, you, you pay the player, but he's off your bo- he's off your um, salary cap. Right, yes. He doesn't count against the caps. You have to pay him. So if you're a billionaire, you probably can't afford another $13 million or whatever. But um, <laughs> But – uh, yeah, no, I would, I would love, 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 love that. Yeah. Um, and because we would also, we could potentially, I mean, again, maybe this is thinking we're a little more attractive than we, we are, but we could benefit in two ways, which is one, we get rid of a Torian Prince, but two, you'll have players that are good and valuable, but people, but teams get rid of cause their contracts are awful. Uh-huh. And they could potentially, you know, one or two or whatever of them might be interested in playing with a uh, Kevin Durant. Team. Right, KD Kyrie could could do some recruiting of a, of a castoff. Right. No, so, I think so we some... could benefit on a number of levels, and I think I think that's what a lot of teams are super nervous about regarding this thing, like the right. the Knicks, the the Lakers, the Clippers, those sorts of teams. Maybe the Nets uh, would would likely be an attractive place for like a, a mid-level exception, Blake Griffin or something like that. Right. Right. Um, all right, Simon, should we go to the heart attack grill? Yes. All right. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask before we head, head to head back to Vegas, who are you uh-huh. taking with you on this heart attack? I am going to take Janan Musa. Why? Because I know we've talked a lot about how uh, how um, uh, Jared Allen needs to gain weight, but perhaps no one, to me anyway, has looked <laughs> less like he's capable of putting on pounds than Janan Musa, who seems to just gain weight in his hunch. Um, but otherwise, it's like he's so like he's like thin framed. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> um, I'm going to take DeAndre Jordan. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. a, it's a, it's a makeup meal for all the, all the times that I, I've railed against him. I uh, feel like uh-huh. I owe him one, although he's not <laughs> going to be able to eat anything. So I, I no. uh, but maybe that's a good, maybe that'll, you know, that's sort of your kind of passive aggressively. Uh, right. Do you know revenge. what their, their vegan option is? Yes, I saw. It's a Go cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it has a very um, Rudy's vibe in Albuquerque restaurant, where which is plastered with anti-vegetarian um, slogans, just to knock vegetarians down a peg. Right. So okay. So we are going to Las Vegas's very own Heart Attack Grill. I think all the waitresses are in like nurses' outfits. Mm-hmm. You get served shots of horribly sweet alcoholic beverages in syringes i believe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the whole premise of it is that the food is so god awful for your heart that you may literally die while consuming it yes um and why are we talking about this on a nets podcast well Oh, I don't know. I guess we like talking about menus now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) why are you asking shut up (laughs) shut up go Go get a vegan menu cigarette. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So, Simon, let's – where do you want to start on the menu? 
Um, well, why don't we start at the bizarre place that it starts <laughs> on the shakes, I assume, the naughty, the naughty. Yeah. OK, so also should be noted, we're looking at the four square menu here because we can't find the website for the actual business that is offering this. So we are on four square. Pardon us if, it, if, it, if some of the items are a little out of date. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to the naughty section. We're going to start off with what we presume are shakes. Which shake are you getting? I am going to be naughty uh, and get a vanilla shake. Oh. I, I really, I, I like vanilla. Yuck. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's like Jason Kidd <laughs> yeah. and Mark Jackson level. Yuck. No, it isn't. I'm getting the Coke Freeze, Simon. Ugh, that, are you kidding me? That is better than an actual shake of Coke Freeze? <laughs> I don't know what a Coke Freeze is. Ugh. It's probably like a carbonated, like, it sounds like an Icy. You know the Icy's? Yeah, oh, I know an Icy. I love an Icy. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're moving on. Are we? None of us, by the way, are going to get an X-rated, XXX-rated. Sorry. Oh, are you? Uh, wait, we're not totally there yet. Clear what that means. Oh, okay. I'll get an X-rated, triple X-rated. Okay. I wish we knew. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. There might be a website. Sorry, that was user error. Uh, I had my volume down because I didn't want the video to start, and then I forgot. I, I'm an idiot. Okay, sorry about no, that. No, it's okay. The system overloaded. Oh, okay. Great. So, yeah, we're back, though, and I'd like to think better than ever. Yep. Um, let's see here. Let's get back to the non-whatever insane website that was. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, your video is not on, just FYI. Oh, whoops. Let me get that on for you. So I don't know where we were. I don't know exactly when we got cut off. We tried to go to the Heart Attack Girl website, and some pretty heinous things happened. Simon's computer is compromised. Uh, <laughs> if if somehow Joe Biden loses this election, it's probably because a Russian bot has gotten onto Simon's computer and is using it as a... Uh, <laughs> Social media, I don't know. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, all right, let's go to Obscene, Simon. Yes, let's do it. All right, Obscene, this segment of the menu is, looks like uh, dessert-ish items. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you going for? Um, oh, maybe these are shakes, too. I bet these are shakes as well. Yeah, I think they are. Okay. So we're getting uh, our second shake of the meal because why the hell not? It's COVID and we all, you know, deserve it. Yeah. I'm going to get the chocolate brownie shake. I'm going to get Thank the maple bacon shake, Simon. Ooh, okay. Um, all right. Are you going to get a dreamsicle or not? Nah, that's okay. What about uh, their classic vegan um, the 1.00% leaf tobacco. No, um, no meat additives in your cigarette. Right. Uh, I, 
I guess I'll have a cigarette. Sure. Oh, I will definitely have a cigarette. Yeah. I'm gonna hit the <laughs> I'm gonna hit the vegan menu hard when we're there. All right. right, we're moving on to our first meat item of the trip. Uh, we're mm-hmm. into we're into coronary dog country. Mm-hmm. They keep it mm. simple here, you know. I like I, some some res, some restaurants. You know, they put they try to pack too much in. Yeah, this has three simple coronary coronary dog options. What are you going with? Uh, I'm gonna go with the. Um, Cheese dog option. Hmm, and I'll for do for eight eighty three, which is a lot of money. That's for a lot for a hot dog. Yeah, that's what, why I'm going to do the chili because I feel like that's mm. sort of a more of a meal. Sure, sure. Depending, on, I imagine that that uh, heart attack grill is not going to cheat you on a on the portion size, right? Yeah, I would hope. I would hope they're coming for you. Why didn't we go to this when we were in Vegas? We made a lot of. Um, like I, I, I feel like we, we didn't have a good sense of like the best places to go and, you know, the like areas we should have spent more time in. I, I, I think we, we just didn't, we're not, we're not Vegas people. No, uh, you know, not. we don't really know the lay of the land. So we felt, uh, you know, long story short, we fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. All right. What we won't fuck up on is somehow forgetting to order the flatliner fries, which are <laughs> yes. proudly, proudly uh, said to be deep fried in pure lard, <laughs> which I don't even know the physics of how that would work. Um, yep. But I trust that Chef knows how to do it. And these flatliner fries, not only are the fries cooked in pure lard, which Mm -hmm. if that doesn't make you want to eat it, I don't know what will. uh, But the flatliner fries also come with chili and cheese on it. Yes. And that's for $4.63. You would be doing yourself an immense disservice to not get it. Also, it makes you think <laughs> if their flatliner fries are $4.63, if their cigarettes are $2.78, this is a generally pretty cheap place. The dogs are $8.83. You've got to imagine the dogs are just enormous. Yeah, I agree. These things are going to be monster dogs. I agree. Um, all right. We're on to the burger portion of our meal, Simon. At which point... You just have to ask yourself, how many patties is too many patties? Right. So I'd love to hear your answer to that. I am going to be a, a bit. Uh, I'm 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 going to be a little bit uh, cognizant of my figure and get a quadruple bypass. A quad. <laughs> A modest four patty based burg. Uh, that'll yes. cost you thirteen eighty eight. Yeah. Not that much for a four patty burg, if you ask me. No, I think I'll do. I think I'll do the sextuple. <laughs> okay. Just fun word to say. Don't yes. have. Don't often have occasion to say sextuple at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go up to for the curious listener. Uh, they go up to an octuple. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can get you can get frills on it too. If eight, if the eight patties won't cut it, you, I think you can get bacon added to it. I'm sure chili. Yeah. You got all all sorts of options. Um, all right, next thing we're doing, Simon, we're doing we're doing shots. Uh, yes, vodka shots. Ooh, half vodka. Okay, what are you? It, getting? This is a weird. This is a weird thing. Yeah, what are you getting in the half vodka section? 
And then we'll I'm going to get the, the penis illin, which um, for Albuquerqueans sounds exactly like penicillin. Um, <laughs> uh, but that is penis-shaped syringes available in black or white. Oh, God. A multiracial penis-based um, syringe shot of right. half vodka. Well, I obviously would get one as well, but I don't, I don't want to bore our listeners by ordering the same thing. So I will also, in addition to my penicillin, um, <laughs> get the IV bag and pull <laughs> of red or white wine. I will do red just for the verisimilitude to an actual, you know, blood transfusion type situation. Right. Exactly. Yes. Though I know you'd probably be a white guy on this situation. I mean, I agree with you. If you're going to get the bag, you you gotta you probably need to go red. Right. Uh, all right. Now we're in the alcohol section, as if we weren't already. Um, <laughs> which of these? You can go all the way down to the bottom. Which of these alcohols are you getting to help round out your penicillin and four patty <laughs> burger with chili cheese dogs and lard fries? Right. I am going to get the. Uh, the Jägermeister, please. Nice, nice. And that kind of serves, although on this menu it's called Jägermeister. Uh, oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure it's just a four-square typo. typo. These things happen yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to get the 100cc pill bottles. Ooh, excellent choice. Uh, so they're 100cc. That's a 3.4-ounce shot with a custom <laughs> label a script, if you will, with your name <laughs> on it. Uh, if you do not finish your meal, the nurse will administer spankings. I'm going to deliberately not finish my meal. Uh, and I'm going to fill my 100cc bottle, Simon, with... Uh, just because at this point I'll probably be both... Uh, physically and emotionally as depressed as I've ever been. Sure. Uh, a Captain Morgan, <laughs> a, a, a friend who has always been able to pick me up, even in my very, very lowest of moments. <laughs> I can't recall a single time I've ever seen you drink a Captain Morgan. But uh, I uh, don't personally drink Captain Morgan, Simon. It's <laughs> an absolutely abhorrent spiced rum, but I think... <laughs> I think I will have had so much IV bag and penicillin at this point. <laughs> and honestly, it'll be my last ditch effort to get my heart restarted from the lard fries is, is the captain's <laughs> spicy rum. Right. Right. Of course. Um, if we're ever allowed to leave the city again, if we're ever allowed to congregate in public again, Mm-hmm. And if the NBA doesn't go completely out of business, as well as every other sports league in existence, <laughs> when we go to a summer league, Simon, mm-hmm. can we please visit the Heart Attack Girl? Uh, yes. Try and stop me. I'm, I want to <laughs> stay on Fremont. I want to stay very near Fremont Street the next time we go to. I think we should try to, to get uh, hotel rooms at the Golden Nugget. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, like let's let's stop playing around. Let's just head there. We don't need the the fancy strip. I agree. Um, all right, Simon, 
would you, I don't know, personally, I feel like I would like a mailbag question next time. Yeah, I, I would too. I would too. Um, if there's any way to make these things longer, um, I'm all for it. Uh, no, in all honesty, yes, I would love a mailbag. We just um, like a mailbag. It's not, I feel like it's not too big of an ask. No. Uh, where, where should people send the mailbag? You've got to send them to maybe next time at gmail.com or you can hit us up um, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Although, probably don't send your questions to Facebook because I don't think we're really uh, monitoring that account. But you can follow us on on any of those uh, social media platforms at maybe next time. Absolutely. Simon, what do you have planned for what is unquestionably the greatest Memorial Day weekend of our lives. Uh, which beach on Long Island are you invading? Uh, <laughs> you know, how many of your closest friends are you going to consciously socially distance from? What What's what's your weekend looking like? I don't know much about what my, mor- my uh, Memorial Day weekend is going to look like, William, but I can tell you this. It is going to involve at least some cleaning of the bathroom. Oh, excellent. Yes, yep. I have a sink in our bathroom, Simon, that is in need of something even more than Drano. So I am going to unfortunately stick various long devices down the pipe to try to drag out and clear out whatever is clogging this thing. It is yeah. quite disgusting. That's uh, so um, uh, Hillary may be able to help you with with figuring out that she had a she gets like these snake things that I think work quite well. Oh, really? Yeah, she could talk to you more about it. I don't really know the the particulars. Uh, Should we discuss that offline? Sure, but I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just I, that expression really irks me. Uh, maybe oh. it doesn't irk you. Nice. Uh, but we can discuss whether it does offline, I guess. I do, uh, I do think that that is fair to do, but yes. Um, yeah, I don't think we have, we have big plans. I know you didn't ask, but I don't think we have, <laughs> have big plans either. No, you know, neither of us own a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of limits how many beaches you can, you can invade. Um, and there's nothing to do here, so <laughs> we watched a film this afternoon. Actually, what'd you watch? The Souvenir. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's a British film that came out last year, and I noticed that Sight and Sound rated it as the best movie of last year. Over, uh, what was it? Pan- not Pandemic. What was oh, that um, uh, the Parasite? Virus- Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's a British film. It stars Tilda Swinton's daughter, Honor, Honor Ooh. Swinton Byrne, as well as Tilda Swinton. She is in it. She plays the mother. Um, and this amazing English actor who I don't know the name of. Um, but anyway, it's like a very atmospheric, meta-cinema, filmy thing. Kind of slow. Very slow. Two hours. Um, But kind of good. If you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) if you want some artsy cinema in your life, it's it's not bad. 
Sure. You know, I'm I we are going to watch um, <laughs> a, a similar film, although a bit different. It is a um, outrageous laugh out loud comedy starring. Um, I don't remember his actual the actor's name, but he plays um, Dinesh on um, Silicon Valley. Yeah, the big sick. No, it's not the big sick. I would, I would, will never watch that movie at least willingly. Um, no, that is a rom-com. This is a pure com, pure rom-com. Um, and what is it called, Hillary? The Lovebirds. The Lovebirds. Ooh, we might watch that too. We're, we were looking for a comedy and came up with one that stars Dave Franco as a sexy gardener who goes to a nunnery <laughs> and tempts the nuns with how hot he is. Uh, some of the nuns, I believe, include Aubrey Plaza and... Uh, I forget the other one. Anyway. Great. Yeah, Great. it sounds that, intriguing, that, but... That's going to be hard, I think, to, to get Hillary on board for, but that sounds incredible. The Lovebirds. Okay, I'm adding it to my list. I've got this spreadsheet, of course, that I put in movies <laughs> on. It was for good movies, but now I'm mad and trash to it, too. Uh, All right. Are, are we still recording? Oh, yeah. Still recording. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, but I think people... <laughs> People are curious, you know, yeah. what we're yeah. up to. We're all we're all hungry for any content sure. we can get our hands on. Absolutely. Uh, but you're right. You're right. We should probably wrap it up. But send in questions. We'd love a few questions, themes, menus, uh, amnesty scenarios, or yes. other other yes. potential MBAs, you know, scenarios that they're thinking of, that you're aware of, that perhaps we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to talk about it because uh, these these podcasts are going to keep coming out, uh, whether we have anything to talk about or not. So. Mm-hmm. Better that you shape the narrative, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. Well, Simon, I'll go ahead and do the outro. Sure. All right, folks. We'll go ahead and uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada